Blackstar FM. And when it comes to bush medicines, no one knows it better than the Aboriginal and the Torres Strait Islander. And for many uh, of the, I suppose, the white fella, when it comes to medical health, they are just learning more about it. To find out more, I've got Dr. Steve Hamilton, who is part of the Digital Health Network, to talk about bush medicine. Steve, thanks very much for your time, mate. You're very welcome, and it's a really interesting topic. You know, last week being NADOC week, we just had a really close look at, well, how can we support, you know, the information that the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures carry with them, that the elders have carried with them forever, how do we record some of that really interesting information about bush medicines in the My Health Record? I guess that's what drove it. But to step back a bit, you know, we all talk about, isn't it, Chinese medicine, 2,000 years of history. Well, how about 50,000 or 60,000 years of history for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander bush medicine? It's only when you actually go for a walk and Link Walker uh, up there in North Queensland took one of our pharmacists for a walk, Brad Riley, and it's interesting, you know, when he talked about what these bush medicines can do, that there is that we realise they're, they're quite potent. Um, they might even interact with the normal medicines that your doctor gives you. And so we, it's really good to know if you're taking them, uh, what you're taking, what it might interact with. And so we know that so the doctors looking after you can actually judge that. Yeah, so I think this came around uh, in part from the Google Allergy uh, Health Network in Yarraba, just by the doctors there asking their patients what bush medicines they were taking. Well, that's right. And, um, and, they, and we realised, of course, that some, some of them are quite potent. And uh, we know fish oil, for example, uh, and you can buy fish oil in a pharmacy in a capsule, but, but you know, you have a look at... Uh, Lynx mullet soup, which is actually distilling, if you like, the fat from the mullet. And, the, you know, he's telling us that that's what we used to use for the elders, for the sick and sore and aching joints. That makes complete sense because that's the fish oil that you can buy at the pharmacy. It's an anti-inflammatory. thins the blood a little bit. It's actually really good for you. But it does interact with other things like blood thinners that your doctor might give you. And, and so we need to record this, and, um, you know, it's really important. And, uh, you know, the community-controlled health services probably routinely ask this, but maybe all of us should routinely ask it. How do you think uh, pharmacists and pharmacies might look at this for probably additional medicines to take a look at and distill and put into general practice? Well, I think that's where our medicines originally came from. You know, we think about uh, the origin of, you know, if you like, uh, Western commas or, or, you know, um, uh, mainstream medicines. Where did they come from? Well, if you have a look at some of the big ones, I mean, we got uh, quinine from the bark of a tree in South America. I'm sure the, the locals and the local indigenous populations knew all about that. Um, we talked about Chinese herbs a bit earlier, but one of them um, is called Atamita. It's growing on the side of a hill in China. Well, actually, that's the most potent anti-malarial we've got in the, in, in the world right now. Um, and when we want to look for a new drug, we go to, to the rainforest, we go to the bush, we go to uh, the barrier reef, and we look for chemicals. You know, even things like snake venom and even things like food poisoning um, uh, chemicals can actually be used for therapeutic good. And I'm no, I've no doubt that uh, some of the traditional medicines, uh, you know, because of that handed-down knowledge um, are quite potent. And if we looked at them, no doubt uh, some of that stuff could be extracted and uh, we could tell exactly what the active ingredient was. 
Uh, so it's very interesting uh, that um, we sort of recognise that oral tradition that was there and, uh, you know, who would have thought that a particular plant uh, could have helped with um, so many things, you know, to to rub on your skin and make it feel better or, the, you know, green ants to make sore throat medicine or breathing problems. Um, and eye wash, you know, no one in their right mind would put a plant sap into their eye. You'd only do that with the advice of the of the elders saying this is safe and this is when you use it. And you don't use the green ones, you use the white one. Holy dooly, when you take a look at that, I mean, there is much that the elders of the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities can teach us. And probably the thing we need to do is to ensure that this knowledge and also the plants and the animals that are involved with this aren't lost. Well, that's right. We, we don't want to lose them, and, and we're in danger of that. Um, you know, encouraging people to pass on that knowledge is really important. Uh, with the My Health Record, the digital health record, people have, can put it in the health summary themselves. Now, that's a bit tricky because they've got to actually have a computer or a mobile phone and get into the thing. Um, but your, your primary care provider can also put it into your health summary. And if you're taking uh, some bush medicines, there's no reason why we shouldn't record that to make sure the pharmacist uh, can, can see it and other providers uh, who are looking after you can see it right there in my health record. Because I noticed with the, the Digital Health Network, you're saying it's a great opportunity to get it down and get it documented because really no one's ever looked at this and said, hey, this is an opportunity to document what these things can do. Well, that's right, and uh, I'm sure that uh, in different par parts of Australia there's different pieces of advice. You know, that um, Link walking around his own uh, lands in North Queensland can pick out the, well, the right product at the right time of year, and I'm sure when I've been to, you know, Uluru uh, and had a walk around the base with some of the locals, and, you know, they, they show you plants and they show you what they used to do, how they used to hunt. And even in the Kimberley, you know, we they talked about... Um, the brown fat of the goanna being a tonic for the seniors, for the senior um, and the elders who are ill, because that's where the energy and the nutrition is, and that really high quality fat. And they would actually, you know, share the goanna, but keep the brown fat for the elders uh, to make sure they their, their nourishment was up to speed. There's a lot of knowledge hanging around there in, in that oral tradition. As you were saying, for the person that can go online to upload the information themselves, but if they're not computer literate, best next best thing, talk to one of their health professionals? They can certainly do that. They can talk to their health professionals and, uh, you know, we can add it. Uh, and I've added some of that stuff, in, uh, in if, if you like, in free text as part of their health summary. So it'll show up if they turn up at the hospital or an emergency department or they see another doctor somewhere else. So your, your you know, community-controlled health service or your mainstream provider who looks after you could add that information. And uh, I guess we're encouraging people to do that because I'm sure there are the potent interactions that uh, we need to know about to make sure that we're doing the right thing for everyone. Because as you were saying, there are some of the things that can, I suppose, interact or go against what we would consider traditional medicines that we get. As you said, blood thinners is one and others where, yeah. bush, where bush medicine could be a bit detrimental to it? Well, it might be. depends on the combinations, and uh, you know, we need to learn more about it. But it was really interesting watching uh, our pharmacist go for a walk with Link. And, uh, you know, and I can tell you one thing, if I get up to North Queensland, I want to do that tour. But uh, the pharmacist, he said, he just, it was almost like the penny dropped when he said, oh, we use this for that. And he went, oh, that makes sense. So from my pharmacology training, I can see that you know, that 
that fat uh, that you that you're talking about from the mullet, then that's got the fish oil in it, and that's what does the does the work. And uh, just seeing that um, his face light up when he was being shown different things, uh, you know, it means a lot that um, you know that traditional pharmacology training uh, together with that bush medicine uh, interest passed down. Just it makes the link. So you were talking about that new video that they've got. Well, this is featuring Link Walker, who's the owner and tour guide of Kukuyalanji Cultural Habitat Tours just north of Port Douglas. Yes, and look, you can jump online and watch that video. It's, it's pretty amazing seeing the interaction between the two of them. And, of course, um, Link and his brother have been running those tours for, for a long time. But just gathering that you know, ancient cultural knowledge and sharing it, uh, and it's really important when we think about uh, the traditional medicines, you, you need to... Be informed by your local elders because they're the ones that are going to know what's what's uh, right and what's wrong, and what part of the year and which part of the fruit's safe. Uh, we, uh, you know, there lots of lots of bush products are uh, can be dangerous at various different times. They've got to be prepared appropriately. So we definitely need the advice of the elders in that sense. Okay, so if they wanted to check that video, just go online. What Australian Digital Health Agency? You'd have it on there. Yep, if you uh, if you look up that uh, Australian Digital Health Agency website, and um, and I'm pretty sure if you typed in Link's name, it'll take you to that uh, to that video. It's really interesting to watch the interaction between the two of them. I suppose uh, it's the old saying, isn't it? What is old is new again. Well, it certainly is, and uh, this knowledge has been there forever. And I, I guess uh, you know, as I say earlier, uh, we, we say two thousand years to Chinese. <laughs> It pales into insignificance when you look at uh, the oral traditions of the First Nations people in this country. Certainly does. Steve, look, thanks very much for your time. And if anyone wants to uh, check that one out, once again, Digital Health Agency. And also have a chat to their doctors if they need to get any medicines updated and let them know what else they're taking. Absolutely. Uh, it's good advice for us all just to make sure that anything, uh, any, any natural medicines that we're taking, we should let your mainstream people know exactly what we're taking to make sure that we stay safe. Okay, Steve, thanks very much for your time. Thank you very much. Steve Hamilton, Dr. Steve Hamilton from the Digital Health Agency, and you can check out that video by going online.